I got a lot of respect for people that lie. Real. A lot of respect. Especially not just like lie and then either admit to it or just do it once. Yeah. But lie, I got a lot lie, of respect deny. for people that lie continuously. For sure. And deny it over and over again and then kind of just get away with it. I love gaslighting. And now, you know, I was I was pretty – I had a lot of respect for uh, Mr. George Anthony DeVolder Santos. For sure. But he went on Piers Morgan recently for a whole, like, expose, 40 minutes. Like, exposing himself. And he, just, <laughs> he, he gave up the game, and he apologized. Like, I, I don't I, I don't get what possessed him to, one, just, like, go and do a big interview like this. Yeah. And, two, go to, like, Piers Morgan, of all people, to do it. A fucking like, Brit. He's a Brit. Doesn't he – like, he, he's not relevant here. Yeah. You're a U.S. congressman. Focus on the U.S. I mean, maybe Piers Morgan has some reach into the U.S. into U.S. audiences. I, he, I think he definitely does. Uh, and people, obviously, like us that seek it out, are going to find this kind of thing. Yeah. Perhaps his constituents will find this kind of thing, or at least hear from, uh, you know, different clips from Piers Morgan's show or whatever it is. But he he went on the show forty again, forty minutes long. So they addressed basically everything that we've brought up on this yeah. show, and even some more things that have come out recently. And like, I, like he got rolled. Oh, absolutely. If you get rolled by Piers Morgan, you got to resign. Piers Morgan was going hard <laughs> at him, too. It was nuts. One of the first questions he asks is, um, if you had known this would be the outcome where your whole life is on display and everyone's calling you like the uh-huh. biggest liar in United States history, would you have done it? And he goes, no, I, w- I never would have done it. <laughs> That's probably a lie, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that probably is a lie, but it's like, leave then. Yeah, <laughs> you get, then get I mean? out. You can choose to leave and leave exit the public spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just, it was so bizarre how, so he owned up to uh, never going to college. Yeah. Never getting a degree, which is, you know, we pointed out that he never went to, um, I think it was New York University Something and maybe like some other place as well. Uh, he, but he basically either ignored or insisted it was true for every other lie that was presented to him. Um, for his his mother, for example, was was a main topic not, of conversation. Not even his mother, even keeping with like his educational history. Oh, yeah. Pierce talked about like, okay, we have proof you didn't go to New York University. He's like, yeah, you're right, I didn't, but I I did go to public university at, at public school. I've been very uh-huh. like honest and forefront about that. And then he pulls up the receipt saying that he did not actually go to public <laughs> school for like at the school he said he went to. And he's like, yeah, I got my GED, but I was at this. Okay, you got me. I got my GED, but I was at this school for a little bit. And Pierce said, actually, we reached out and there's no public, there's no record at all of you ever attending any of these schools. And he's like, <laughs> No, my favorite part was when he brought up his mother. That was uh, Because obviously George Santos claimed that his mother was in one of the towers on 9-11. Yeah. She worked in the World Trade center Piers morgan goes no this isn't true you know we have a record of literally every person that was in the building that day because it's a very significant moment in american history and your mother is not one of them and he goes well that's just what my mother told me completely throwing his (laughs) dead mom under the bus (laughs) well afterwards afterwards yeah she was in the towers but she was in new york at the time and then she (laughs) she uh got cancer from the particulates after 9-11 in the air yeah, yeah. He just kept moving the goalposts. Absolutely. And then at one point, he gets to the point where, I mean, my my mother, she was undocumented or mm-hmm. something. So th- I guess they wouldn't know if she was there in the towers or something. Now would they? And I'm just going based on what she told me. And I'm not coming on here to debate my dead mother. <laughs> yeah. And then he continues to debate about his dead mother. Well, he keeps doing it. And Piers Morgan, he brings up the point that it's like, well, you put this on your campaign website. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of how I feel about all of this. It's like he's talked about this in public a lot of the topics. He's talked about in public. A lot of the lies he's made publicly, mm-hmm. 
it's all fair game. Yeah. Like, he was the one that kind of didn't really run on, but still, you know, said he was, you know, the first uh, gay, non-incumbent Republican elected in New York or whatever it may Uh be for the House of Representatives. And it's like, okay, sure, you know, you are with a man and you are a a gay man. I'll just take that at face value. But at the same time, it's like, by saying this and by lying about so many other things, you are opening yourself up to criticism. It is all fair game at this point. I'm an, I'm of the opinion oh. that if you're a politician, you should be ready to have your ass blasted all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're never free you're from people. You're a public servant. Diving into your history. You have power. No, that that was my favorite part of the interview, though, is when <laughs> Pierce Morgan just starts asking about his, uh, his ex-wife. Yeah. And he goes, did she know you were gay? And <laughs> he's like, I didn't know that I was gay at the time. And he's like, or were you just lying? Are you sure you didn't know you were gay, or are you lying? Were you lying about being gay to this poor woman? It was so good. No, it was so good. Putting him on blast for that. It's just like this this new brand of Republican. I don't even know if it's a brand. This new like generation, I guess, because George Santos is a pretty young guy, yeah. like thirty five or something. This new generation of Republicans, they just they don't have the dog in them like they should. They don't like Trump, and I know Trump was in a different position, older guy, um, kind of more charismatic, and he was the president instead of a member of the house mm-hmm. so he didn't really have any leadership holding him back but trump would lie brazenly lie yeah. get called out for it and just keep lying you know, sure. he, he wouldn't stop he would never admit defeat he would never apologize that was kind of his modest operandi of how he did everything it seems like people like george santos they just don't have it in them to do that and that's what you gotta do it's like he, he doesn't have the charisma to, to like spin it around and be like well look at how the left is attacking me. yeah he tried he's, he's he just kind of taking it and trying to like lie more but they're not good lies mm-hmm. you know and then he did the jewish thing again oh my god yeah he's like well that. i never claimed that i was jewish i always said as a party favor trick that i am jewish <laughs> and everyone loved it and everybody thought it was funny so i kept doing but it the, the funny thing there is that Piers morgan read off several lines of him saying like yeah i'm a proud american jew I'm yeah jewish american i'm a latino jew like like you said that you were with, like yeah. without the ish part i'm a jewish american come on now dude. where's the <laughs> no that was good too and his first defense really was like uh well, every other politician lies, so why am I under the microscope? Uh-huh. It's like, bro, that's like not a defense. They lie about, like, policy thing, Like, less, less like, things you don't really... Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. But, like, yeah, they, they should be blasted. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it in such, like, a particularly weird way yeah. where he's lying about the most, like, meaningless things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, no, it is uh, especially weird how he's handling this. And it's like, sure, maybe other politicians lie about their credentials. That might be the case. I'm sure it is the case for a lot of politicians in Congress. But you've been caught. You don't get to deflect and say, well, look at everybody else. You have to answer for Maybe this now. Maybe you can if you snitch. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead yeah, and tell snitch us who else and we'll treat you like 6 9 <laughs> Anyway, I wish he would have just like kept going. Oh, he, he also got called out for the, uh, the drag queen thing. Where oh my God. Pierce Morgan was like, uh, you, you were getting very uh, offended that people were posting this photo and saying that, look, uh, George Santos, Anthony, De- Anthony DeVolder, whatever you went by when you were in mm-hmm. Brazil, you dressed up in drag. You were a drag queen. And he's like, nope, nope, that's not true. That's not true. And then Pierce Morgan goes, well, I have the picture. Then he goes, okay, I did it one time. <laughs> You said I did it one time. It's like, Doug, come on. Maybe come he on. Thought, maybe he thought, I'm going to go on Pierce Morgan's like British show so that my constituents in the U.S. have like a less of a chance finding it. Maybe. 
Maybe. You know? Yeah. Like, maybe that was the thought process well, going on Pierce Morgan. If they did places. find out that he was a drag queen, it'd be over for him. I mean, that's for like sure. public enemy number one to Republicans <laughs> sure. right now is, is drag queens for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you all haven't watched the interview, I'd suggest you go do it. I think it's, uh, it's illuminating. It's very good. Yeah. It's very they just, good. Um, they don't got that. He, he doesn't have that dog in it. He doesn't. Not like me. Welcome back to Head in the Office, everybody. We've got quite the episode today. Uh, we're going to continue this theme of conservatives lying. That's a Max. big news story we got to talk about. We're going to talk about Florida going woke. The GOP going woke in Whoa. Florida. I Crazy. 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 And then we're going to talk about um, punishing Starbucks. Mm, my favorite thing to do, punishing oh, yeah. employers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is usually the point where I tell y'all to go check out the Patreon, <laughs> etc. But I have a little surprise for you all today. No. Uh, you know, we've been looking since we had that um, the guest episode with Mikhail Goodman. We've been looking to have more politician type people, political type people come on the show. Uh, and I've been doing some reaching out. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get this guy to come on directly, but he left a message. And he told me to play it on the pod uh, towards the beginning. And he wanted you to, uh, to know how he feels about <laughs> heading the office. So let me just play Hello, this for you all. I am America's true president, Donald J. Trump, and I have a message for the very fine listeners of this show. I fully support Head in the Office, the greatest podcast of all time. That's right. I love Jeremy and Gage, my two favorite men, wow. the most beautiful men I've ever seen. I know this audience may not be big fans of me, but look, I love content as much as all of you. Today, you can call me Comrade Trump, because today I fight for the proletariat and all the hito enjoyers in America. That's right. All the Starbucks workers, railroad employees, and ass shakers on TikTok. Wow. I am your hero, just like these two big strong men are my heroes. Thank you, Trump. While Meatball Ron is out there ruining the lives of the 15 trans people in Florida, I'm appearing on this wonderful and beautiful show to tell you all that Jeremy and Gage absolutely fuck. I mean, real fuckers, these guys, in the best way possible, too. All that to say, please, for the love of Christ, become a patron. Give these guys your hard-earned dollars like you give up that ass for a real one. These two dudes stole my heart faster than Joe stole the election from me in the horrible, horrible year of 2020. These guys are the real deal, let me tell you. There isn't a dick I wouldn't suck to hang out with Jeremy and Gage in real life. So the least we can do is help these fellas grow. If you're a real American, you'll support Head in the office. If not, you can join the likes of Little Dick Kevin McCarthy and Sleepy Joe. Wow! <laughs> Thanks, thank you so thank much, you so much, President, President Trump, Trump, for the call in. Again, I, I'm sad I couldn't book him on the show, but he said he wanted to leave this voice memo for us all. Wow, uh, that came as such a su surprise to me that we had the President Donald J. Trump calling in. I'll just uh, stick around to the end, and uh, we'll get one more call in. I was able to get another oh, another oh, really? good guest on the show. <laughs> Uh, but I guess if you want to listen to uh, President Trump, I know you all might not be big fans of Donald Trump, but he told you, go become he a patron. Said, he said something. He's, he's reaching across the aisle uh, here. You know how much we love that. <laughs> he said that we're, we're pretty cool guys. So go to the description, check out everything, support the show. That's all I'm going to say. And I guess we can move on to some <laughs> less cool endorsements <laughs> from, from our listeners who dropped five-star reviews. Yeah, if you want to help out the show, as always, five-star review on Apple, and we'll, uh, we'll read them here. And that's what no, we're going to do. do. we got a couple of those. First one is by May Viz, subject line W. They say, Ooh. easily the most entertaining geopolitical podcast out there. I find myself listening to it as often as I can outside my busy day. It helps to both inform me on current political topics as well as keep them chill and not too overwhelming to hear about. 
Once uh, once I get enough courage to tell people about the pod, I will. P.S. Don't forget to sub to the Patreon. P.P.S. You will be indoctrinated into radical gay communist Fox News. Into the radical gay communist Fox News warns you of. That part. That's what I'm saying. That part. If if we ever get into a position of power like Donald Trump says we should have, uh-huh. uh, everyone's going to be gay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all the sure. M&Ms, none of them are going to be fuckable. All of them are going to be gay. So um, it's uh, Tucker's so nightmare. much bussy on yeah. the M and M's. Oh my yeah. god, Tucker's absolute light nightmare. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Next one is from BLMKC ninety three. New favorite podcast. They say, while I do my listening on Spotify, I had to give you uh, some love to you guys. You came across my for you page on TikTok, and I knew immediately that this would be my new binge worthy podcast. You bring a comedic flair along with current events that makes the information more easily digestible. I look forward to learning from you, laughing with you, crying with you. Just finished the MSU episode and growing with you. Well, uh, thank you for that review. We'll try. Let's we'll go. try to keep the crying to a minimum. Exactly. Exactly. You want me to take the last ones? Uh, you got it. That's all. you Absolutely got. obsessed! Exclamation mark. One hundred out of ten. Pod by Dirty South. LOL. Same story as many others. Saw the pod on TikTok. Binge listened, and now I'm completely hooked. As a millennial from Long Island, listening to Jeremy engage in their takes on depressing news and topics, not only humorous but gives me hope for Gen Z and beyond. I can only wish for continued success with the podcast, My Brothers in Christ. Next two. Next two are going to be from Instagram. Beautiful. First runs from the uh, Skyrim Killable Children (laughs) mod. Great. Hi, boys. I'm a longtime listener from the Lone Star State and Chad Sunday subscriber. Sadly, I don't have Apple Music and have to leave my five-star review here. Uh, I found y'all on TikTok and started listening when Biden fumbled his first bag. Mm. Since then, I have been rewarded with banger after banger episode and eagerly wait for the next one. You guys make waiting through the political wasteland much more bearable. Five out of five stars. Become a patron. Biden Cowboy emoji. fumbled his first bag. This, that's a throwback. been listening for 87 uh-huh. weeks. That's that, crazy. That's a, that's a dedicated listener. Thank you, Scott. That's what children, I'm God. saying. Next review coming in from Adam, allegedly. Five stars, doing my civic duty. I'm a new listener on Spotify who found you guys on TikTok. I'm generally not super into podcasts, but this is one of the three that have held my attention. I'm glad I found some well-researched fellows who sit close to where I do on the political spectrum who are my age and in my state. I now look forward to listening every Thursday at approximately 2 a.m. since Mm. I work nights and strictly listen on the clock. Keep up the good work, and I hope you're both doing well. I fuck with time theft. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. You should listen while you shit on the clock. You got other things you got to do, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Work the thing like, can take so much from if, you. If if any of you become a patron or you are a patron right now, you'll notice yeah. we're recording on a Friday. Uh, that's crazy. We're, that's we crazy. Got, we're going to be a full like one and a half weeks behind the news cycle by the that's time right. we get back. But uh, but yeah, the next episode, uh-huh. uh, that's going to be a, filled with content. That's right. We have I'm, much to cover. I'm driving to Florida tomorrow with my girlfriend for a little spring break action. It, not I'm going that this to, episode isn't full of content. Going to see Meatball Ron in person. Ooh. Hopefully. Uh, not in a threatening wrong. way. Non-threatening. <laughs> just, as a just, fan. I, as a, yeah, as, as a journalist. As a fan, I would like to just uh, meet him and be like, Meatball Ron, Meatball Ron, a couple questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I could uh, ask him the hard hitters. I don't think you would. That's kind of Italiophobic of you to say. Yeah. I actually denounce um, any mention of Meatball Ron from the previous meatball episode. Meatball Ron, Meatball Ron, I cook it a pizza. Um, <laughs> one day, if we ever get on Piers Morgan and they're like, so do you regret naming your episode Meatball Ron? I'll say, yeah, I'm so sorry. I say, God, I'm so sorry. And that's when I'm trying to get a job for Meatball Ron, President Meatball Ron. True, 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 true. And I completely renounce the endorsement mm-hmm. from a former 
President uh-huh. Donald J. Trump because he called Ron Meatball Ron. I think if, if Ron DeSantis gets to like presidential level, he's running in the primary, running in the general, whatever yeah. it is, we need to pull up to one of his rallies if he comes to our state. All just like meatball that'd be signs. so fucking cool. Just, actually. just, just giant, like, uh, what do they call it? Just giant signs with, yeah. with meatballs on them. Spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, that'd be gas. And you would maybe, know. Maybe we could maybe we could pull a crowd with like the Michigan listeners and mm-hmm. we could do like one of those things like in stadiums where like they flip the signs up and they hold it above and it's just one big meatball. Giant meatball. You know what I'm saying? That'd oh, be, we that'd would. Be kind of sick actually that'd be dangerous probably <laughs> we'd probably get attacked <laughs> time to get into the news absolutely but it'd be so cool yeah news time let's get right into the news we're gonna talk about conservatives lying that's our first topical uh, news segment oh i guess we're, we're talking about it for a second time today conservatives <laughs> lying you may all recall back in uh, 2020 2021 fox news was pushing the election lie pretty hard right the uh, this idea that joe biden lost and donald yeah. trump had the election stole from him but joe biden is still the president right now one strategy they used to raise concern about the legitimacy of biden's election was by saying that the voting machines used in states the like Dominion voting Arizona machines. specifically were fraudulent, right? They were switching votes from Donald Trump yeah. over to Biden when they were put through the uh, machine. Notoriously, uh, infamously, Hugo Chavez hacked yes. the uh, yes. Dominion voting machines to sway the election. That is the uh, the most notorious example, which is <laughs> that I had written down too, which is that they claimed that socialist Hugo Chavez from Venezuela was rigging the machines even though Hugo Chavez died in 2013. Yep. Uh, I thought that was an interesting claim. And that, that one's been one. around for a while, right? Oh, that, that's sure. that's one that um, people were dunking on for quite a while. But yeah. He's playing the long game the, from the grave. The lawsuit here, uh, or I guess what I was about to get into, is that the lawsuit, there is a lawsuit that has been filed by Dominion Voting Systems, which is mm-hmm. the, the group that, or the company that controlled the machines, or provided the machines, I should say. Uh, they submitted a lawsuit. They filed a lawsuit a while ago. Maybe it was back in 2020 yeah. or early 2021. They, they filed a defamation lawsuit against Fox News for... Fox News straight up lying about yeah. Dominion software and Dominion, Dominion voting machines. Uh, so some new information has come up about that lawsuit recently. Have they not been able to talk about Dominion voting machines since then? I don't know if they haven't been able to, but their lawyers have probably said, like, cool, the Jets were under a lawsuit right now. Because I know, was it was it Newsmax or OAN had to get on and apologize about it, right? Like, I um, think Newsmax or OAN got fully sued. For something with the their role in the election yeah. fraud lie, there's there's and another there's another company called Smartmatic that is also suing. Oh, it could have been Smartmatic that sued. I, them. I think their lawsuit might have wrapped up though, or it's closer to wrapping up than Dominion's is. I just remember it was like, oh my god, it was only a couple months after the election yeah. when Newsmax or OAN had to get on air and be like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, we actually can't say this anymore. <laughs> that was a lie. The voting machines yeah, were yeah, fine." I do, I do remember that. But right now, Fox News, much bigger company, is being sued by Dominion uh, in the uh, the charges defamation, as I said. And now, proving defamation in the United States is really difficult, yeah, because of the First Amendment. You basically have to prove that the uh, the person you're suing one acted with malice, mm. so they intended to do harm, and they knew that they were lying about what they were saying. So intentionally yeah. slandering your company's name or lying about you in some capacity. Uh, and I would argue, before even getting into this, that Fox News definitely hits both of those criteria. 100%, yeah. Because they absolutely knew they were lying. And we kind of... The thing about Fox News is that we... As political commentators, and just about everyone that pays attention to politics that isn't fucking insane, yeah. knows that Fox News lies all the time. Oh, 100%. Like that, that's their business model. That's their whole shtick. And we know that they cover up some of their lies by um, claiming that their their late-night programs are entertainment. Not even their late-night, like their yeah. primetime programs are entertainment. Famously, Fox News was sued about a year ago, and in court they argued mm-hmm. that Tucker Carlson can't be held responsible for some of the things he says because he's an entertainment show, not yes. a news show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the whole business model for Fox News is lying 
misleading, uh, being inflammatory, making shit up. Yeah. Just overall misleading their audience. Uh, and the reason this is back in the news now, and again, we, we've known for a long time Fox News is just completely made of bullshit, right? They, they yeah. don't actually report on the news. But the reason this is back in the news now is because we have real textual evidence that even the Fox News hosts and the CEO of the company knew they were lying. Sick. And they continued pushing the same lies. Because we have Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Brett Baer, Laura Ingram, I believe, and even Rupert Murdoch caught, again, textual evidence saying that the election fraud allegations were completely baseless. And then they continued their coverage <laughs> of the election allegation, election fraud allegations. Uh, more specifically, though, they wrote in emails and texts to each other about how Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani were just totally lying. And they thought they were nutcases insane shouldn't be on the news but again continued having them and then on i was the gonna news. say they had like tucker had sydney powell on a yes, couple times multiple times he? multiple yeah. times uh tucker carlson specifically said that sydney powell is lying it, that's a direct quote in a text mm -hmm. to laura ingram and then to his producer tucker carlson said do the executives understand how much credibility and trust we've lost with our audience we're playing with fire here for real literally an exact quote of what tucker said textual that, evidence that's so funny seeing tucker absolutely overestimate his audience <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this was back around the time of uh, of 2020. Uh, I believe this was right after when they were spreading all of the lies. So before January 6th happened, yeah, which is a, a, an important bit of context because they don't really know what the result of their actions is going <laughs> to be. But they know here that Sidney Powell is lying, Rudy Giuliani is lying, and they themselves are lying when they're pushing these allegations yeah. or, quote-unquote, just asking questions. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean Hannity also said that Rudy, quote, is acting like an insane person. He also called Sidney Powell a fucking lunatic. <laughs> That's an exact quote. Rupert Murdoch, who is the CEO of the company, uh, not even an American, by the way. No, he's like an Australian, right? Yeah. And he owns yeah. Sky News and Fox News? Yes. He owns a couple companies, for Yeah, sure. he owns companies in the UK and here that do bad things. Yeah, yeah, really <laughs> bad. Anyway, Murdoch referred to the claims being made as crazy stuff. That's a quote. And he said, quote, it is very hard to credibly claim foul everywhere. So, again, we have prominent figures in Fox News, the leader of the company of Fox News, yeah. knowingly, pushing these lies about the 2020 election fraud, uh, about 2020 election fraud uh, and seemingly trying to get away with it or just making up lies about this Dominion company uh, in general. But it's also, it's also like weird to see because if you have all these like big wigs within Fox news saying things like it's very hard to like do a credible story about this. It's very hard to at least pretend we have credibility. Everyone knows she's lying. Why did they still go through with the stories? Oh, I have a I have a theory that we'll get to. Oh, let's go. I have a theory. But first, we got to talk about Sidney Powell. This part, I found... So I was doing research for the section yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday morning. And then this part I found out today after just kind of looking through the story once again, making okay. sure I had everything right. And I can't believe I missed this because oh. this is fucking insane. So you remember... Back when Sidney Powell was claiming that she had tons of evidence on the way, right? The Kraken, yeah, the Kraken. is coming. The We're Kraken is coming. The Kraken. She kept saying, I have tons of evidence on the way. Don't worry. The evidence is going to get released. We found out what she meant when she was talking about the evidence is a Kraken is coming. So, you know, Maria Bartiromo. Yes. She's a, she's another Fox News host, uh, especially crazy. This one, I think uh -huh. she might be one of the few that actually believe everything that she says. <laughs> um, Sydney Powell got onto her show from a email that she got from what is basically a, a total stranger. And okay. she, wa Sydney Powell wanted to get on Bartiromo's show so that she could talk about this email chain without specifically citing it as her source. Yeah. And so she forwarded this email chain to Bartiromo. Bartiromo was like, okay, you can come on the show. And we got what this email chain was functionally composed of. Not only was it composed of, you know, the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump, but it also the sender, who, again, was a complete stranger to Sidney yeah. Powell, 
in this email said, quote, this is just one part. Just someone who, a complete stranger. Just like, a person. Doesn't- <laughs> we could have sent this. So again, this was this was Sidney Powell's ticket onto Fox News to talk about election fraud that didn't happen, okay? Uh-huh. The sender said in the same email that she used as her source, Justice Scalia was purposefully killed at the annual Bohemian Grove camp during a week-long human hunting expedition. <laughs> she goes on and said, Uh, The former Fox News CEO, Roger Ailes, who died in 2017, by the way, and Rupert Murdoch secretly huddle most days to determine how to best portray Mr. Trump as badly as possible. (laughs) That was a claim that this email made. Another one. This is a direct quote. Who am I and how do I know all of this? I've had the strangest dream since I was a little girl. I was internally decapitated and yet I live. The wind tells me I'm a ghost, but I don't believe it. (laughs) What the fuck? Bro, speaking with spirits. And finally, she also said uh, that she gets her info from, quote, uh, she she gets her info from a, quote, time-traveling, semi-conscious state that allows her to see what others don't see and what others don't hear. Um, So that's a really credible source to use. (laughs) And this is what Sidney Powell used to get in front of millions of people and talk on Fox News, and they knew about it. They knew this was her source, and they let her use it. She had bad weed, like, one time and instantly just down the rabbit hole from there. Uh Uh Uh-huh. I'm I'm seeing things. I can see things. I'm making connections. Other people don't get it. Other people don't get it. I can see everything. I was decapitated as a little girl, yet I still live. (laughs) The wind tells me. I am a ghost in the wind. Like this was back when we heard like this is the crack and this is we have so much evidence that we're gonna unveil. This is what it was. Holy you think they shit. used this in court? Oh, there's some Bro. crack in there, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no chance they filed this in court. You gotta be smoking crazy dick to tell me that's what got her on Fox News. Justice Scalia was killed at Bohemian Grove. Like, bro, come on. You know what Bohemian Grove is, right? No. It's a conspiracy theory that, like, all the, the old white men go to Bohemian Grove and, like, have gay sex. That's the... All the old white DC men, that's what they do. It's it's one of those... And I'm sure it's, like, the Jews' fault somehow, right? Like, yeah, that's probably sure. what it is. For sure. It's a- <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was, that was pretty nutty. That's what got her on Fox News. And, again, they knew this was her source. They knew this is what she was citing. She didn't say that on air, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. they knew this is what it was. Um, I And, I mean, you could say at best it's like negligence at worst it's it's malicious action i don't even think elections. at best you can say that this is negligence yeah. like this is too much like this and at the same the time, winds speak to me yeah yeah <laughs> at the same time uh these uh these same hosts and rupert murdoch the owner again of fox news yeah. were acknowledging that they're uh at the same time they're acknowledging the reporting is full of lies and they keep pushing the same lies they also actively impeded fact checks on trump uh-huh. more specifically there was a fox news reporter an employee of fox news her name was uh jackie heinrich she fact checked trump uh i think one of his tweets on a dominion voting systems lie something about election fraud you know it doesn't matter specifically what it was and the higher-ups were disgusted at what she said tucker carlson sent a message to hannity to try to get her fired oh. all for just fact checking donald trump uh and the worry here and again, this was happening before January 6th, the same time that Ed Trump was going off about how he had the election stolen. Yeah. The worry here, according to the text that Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, et cetera, sent, was that Newsmax was getting more viewers than they were. Because Newsmax, Newsmax was popping at was the time. pushing the lies a lot harder than they were. Yeah. Because Fox News, if you remember, called Arizona for Joe Biden 
before oh, any that other was station so did. gas. And that Trump, was so fucking crazy. When Trump they did was that. was really upset about that. Uh-huh. And even the more moderates, like Brett Baer, I think, uh, messaged that like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Like, we shouldn't have called yeah, it for Donald Trump, or we shouldn't upset. have called it for Joe. I, I remember watching that live, and they even they brought out like the statistics, like the math people at Fox News to come explain why they called it so early. Yeah, and they had to sit there and they were showing their equations. They're like, it is mathematically impossible yeah, with yeah. how many votes are in from what areas they're in from that Donald Trump can win Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. That was gas, and they called it like three hours before ap called it crazy yeah Yeah. and now my theory here of course is that they were afraid that a group like newsmax or you know the rising oan (laughs) was going to take more of the market share away from them and so they latched on to the election fraud stories and platform people like Sidney powell and rudy giuliani because they wanted to get the money they wanted to get the views and so again their business model is selling lies to get views and attention so that they don't lose their base because they knew if they push back against trump or they push back against the election lie they were going to lose viewers, which means they lose money. Yeah. Uh, so my theory that they just went along with it, knowing that they were lying because they wanted money. But it's like even even adding to like the uh, the the fact that they knew that they were lying, right? Rudy Giuliani was disbarred for the mm-hmm. shit that he did regarding mm-hmm. the election fraud case, and yet they still he had, his had house him raided by on Fox, Fox News. Yeah. Like if that's not malicious and known lying, like what what is? Yeah. What standard could there possibly be that's worse than this? Yeah. I, like we're not. Attorneys, obviously, like I don't, I don't know the, I don't know defamation <laughs> law or anything like that. But from an outsider's perspective, just looking at this news story as a layman, yeah, it seems hard to not agree that Fox News, like, yeah, knowingly lied. They did it for money. They were doing it maliciously to spread lies about the 2020 election so that they could get Donald Trump's approval. Yeah, why else would they do it? Because <laughs> they were and they clearly still taking didn't on... even get Trump's approval. Yeah, he right. was, he shat on Fox News for like four months after that. Yeah. And now the defense coming out of Fox News uh, seems to be that they're saying, oh, well, it it is the the classic we're just asking questions line. Mm -hmm. They're basically saying that, oh, we're just afraid that the electronic voting machines can be hacked. That's all that we were saying, which obviously is not the case. Uh, But the company even specifically came back and said that the lawsuit isn't happening because they're discussing vulnerabilities within the system or anything like that. It's happening because they said that the company (laughs) through Hugo Chavez rigged the election for Joe Biden. Uh, And I think that's, that's pretty clear. They platformed those beliefs, yeah, uh, or at the very least, didn't challenge them whatsoever when they were brought up several times <laughs> to them. Uh, so I, I think they kind of they got Fox News red-handed here, and I think the lawsuits for like one point six billion or something like that. So a pretty That's big hard. chunk of money. Not that Fox News can't make it up, but still, it's uh, pretty and not big that deal. it's really going to dent their listeners. It's not yeah. like their listeners are yeah. going to be like, oh damn, Fox News, they really they really got us. They're just going to double down further. Yeah. Because yeah. if they didn't double down further, everything they've sort of built their conservative identity off of for the last, what, year and a half? Yeah. Two years? Yeah. Would just be a lie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they can't admit to it. Absolutely right? not. They, they are way too far, like, you, far into it. You had Tucker Carlson on like last week, I think, like right before this story dropped, questioning the results of the election again, saying like, yeah. how did Joe Biden get this many more votes than Obama? How did he get this many more votes than Donald Trump did? Like, mm-hmm. obvious, like they're still doing it. <laughs> they and don't it regret it. It comes to just, again, like just every candidate platforming election law conspiracies. Yeah. At election law, election denial conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Just every, every, even in the, in the midterm. Yeah, that was the thing. It's like, oh, well, if the 2020 election wasn't secure, how can we say that the midterms were secure? We were supposed to have a red wave, but we didn't. Right. It can't really be our fault. Yeah. And it's like it's going to resurface. Right. Yeah. Like this this kind of thing in 2024. Absolutely. Especially if Trump is the candidate. It's it's going to happen at the at the RNC and at the primaries. Yeah. He's going to say debates once they start. You probably even before, probably during ele- or the primary election, Trump's going to be like, if I don't win, then it's rigged. Yeah. Like, that's what he's going to say. The RNC is rigging this against me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For Meatball Ron. <laughs> 
And now my conclusion here is that we all know that conservatives lie, right? They do it for they do it for a living. Mm-hmm. It, it's how they get paid. It is how they justify their worldview. But the most stark example of them lying and knowingly lying and just not caring about it, I think, is the 2020 election because we have textual evidence here with Fox News and their the lawsuit with Dominion that they were knowingly lying. They were telling each other that they knew they were lying about the 2020 election fraud stories, and they continued going on with it. They knew. They were lying just to get views, just to get Trump's approval. And these lies eventually led to an insurrection on the Capitol. (laughs) They lied so hard that they caused an insurrection because they pushed the same propaganda and they knew they were lying about it. This is what conservatives do. This is what Fox News does. It's, It's crazy to me that anybody could ever look at Fox News and think that they are a legitimate news organization. They are wholly just a propaganda arm of the GOP. And if you look at this Dominion story and, and how they're they being sued. They identify themselves yes. as a propaganda arm of the GOP, as an entertainment division. If, if you look at this Dominion lawsuit that, that the company Dominion is waging against Fox News and you don't think that Fox News is just totally illegitimate, not a news organization yeah. whatsoever, just a propaganda arm, I don't know what to tell you. You're, you're, you're purposefully covering it's, your eyes. It, it, it's insane. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And the common retort you'll hear is like, oh, but uh, CNN and, and liberal media does it too. They they just cover for the Democrats. It's like, find me an example. As of, egregious as uh, this. Yeah, as egregious as Fox News willingly and knowingly lying about the 2020 election and causing an insurrection. You're yeah. not going to find it. Yeah. Like, does does CNN play cover for liberals sometimes? For yeah, sure. sure. But they don't do it to this extent. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't they don't so, so hard. They don't go so hard supporting the lies of the people that are ideologically aligned with them that they cause an insurrection or help cause an insurrection on the government. Yeah. It, that's crazy, dog. Like, you are, you're out of your fucking mind if you think these things are the same. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that wraps up the Fox News story. That Conservatives wraps, lie. That's Lie, lie, deny. Yeah. My yeah. motto, baby. That's what I'm saying. Um, I guess, uh, you know, I, I, I said I support liars at the beginning of this episode. Real. Uh, but this uh, lying that causes um, an insurrection... Not a fan. Yeah, that kind of lying, bad. The kind of lying I do, good. Mm. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I, I like good things. I don't like bad things. Exactly. You know what I mean, that's classic take. Precisely. Precisely. Now, this next section I have for you all. Oh, oh. over to the Sunshine State. A little bit of beyond parody. Ooh. We're talking about Florida, and we're talking about Florida Republicans going woke. And look, folks, look, cancel culture. It's feared. It it's is. dreaded. It's ran from. People do not want to be around it. Cancel Hate culture. It. We're we're all. Terminally afraid that one day the cancel culture beast will come for us. Look at every washed up comedian yeah. and look at what they talk about. Exactly. It's cancel culture because it, it's real and it's going to get you. It got Dave Chappelle. <laughs> it got Donald Trump. Uh, it got Jeffrey Epstein. It got, it got that one lady that Fox has been pushing really hard for her <laughs> yeah. new comedy special. <laughs> it got that dude that like exposed himself to underage girls or whatever. It, or it, just it, women. It got general. Louis C.K. for That's like I'm thinking of. fucking beating off while talking to That's women on the was. phone. That's what it was. Uh, cancel culture. It's a, it's a dangerous thing. And the woke mind virus, we've said it's infectious. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. We talked about it. It's we talked pandemic. about how we've been infected. I beat my uh, my case, thankfully. <laughs> um, but the woke mind virus has got into the minds of the GOP in Florida because no. they're doing some canceling now. No. And you all, you all may be saying, okay, I, and I hear you. What are you talking about? Like the Florida GOP, they are the vanguard against the cancel culture, the kids, the cancel culture wave. And I'll just read a title from the article of uh, that MP, okay. NBC put out. They said, quote, Florida Republicans pitch bill to eliminate Florida Democratic Party. If that's not cancellation, 
I don't I, know what is. They're trying to cancel the Democratic Party. They're trying to do a cancel culture. And like I, I hear what you're saying again. Like this is classic authoritarianism. You know, this is this is what authoritarians do. They just completely uh, destroy any opposition that they yes. have to their ideology or the major uh, factions of opposition, so that they don't have to deal with them. You know, Republicans. The only real opposition they have is Democrats. So like, how is this wokeness, right? Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. is this cancel culture? How is this wokeness? Well, this is an act submitted by. Senator Blazing Goglia, which I think is a repeating character, right? Didn't you? Oh bring my up a God! Bill? Yeah, last last week. <laughs> yeah, last week we talked about Blazing Goglia. Oh my goodness! Out of I can't remember what bill she did, but it was bad. I do remember it, that. Yeah. So Senator and Goglia back at it with the bills, and this bill is called "quote the ultimate cancel act." <laughs> <laughs> and this bill, this bill, quote would require the state's division of elections to immediately cancel the filings of any political party whose platform had previously advocated for or been in support of slavery or involuntary solitude. Come on, or man. Or servitude. servitude. <laughs> uh, so that's a, that's a big cancellation. And the bill would also change the party affiliation of voters of these parties to no affiliation because you got to affiliate with the party in Florida to vote in primaries. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Some states do that, but Florida is one of them that do that. So... Um, Obviously, this bill doesn't specifically cite the Democratic Party as a party that's just eliminated. But, of course, the Democratic Party in the early and mid-1800s uh -huh. defended slavery, right? They were the ones on the side of slavery. The Democratic Party was. And, of course, the party switch never happened. And the party switch <laughs> never happened. Uh, so this law would ban the Democratic Party in the state of Florida because previously they had supporting the institution of slavery and segregation, et cetera, on the, uh, the party platform. So no more Democratic Party. That's huh. that's what this bill does. I like, it's the the ultimate cancel act. Too. We're doing the best cancel. We're Just doing the biggest it, yeah. cancel. We're doing the ultimate cancel culture yeah. on the Democrats. Let's see how they like it. Let's give them a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, and now this is um this is probably the most unserious bill we've ever covered. Oh, absolutely. This is this is silly, right? Like, because it's clear what you're trying to do. You're just looking for a reason to get rid of the opposition party yeah, in and your it's state. Just posturing. Yeah, it's like something like this. Obviously, couldn't pass right definitely wouldn't pass and even in in keeping with this i've got another story that i kept i kept off the books oh okay i kept off the books it's also sunshine state florida mm -hmm. and it also has to do with the florida state senator and triple whammy it also has to do with cancel culture oh it's all the same it's not all the same you're on theme but it's close we're very on theme okay here. okay we are very on much message, on theme. message discipline so in tampa florida florida senator jason Border, that's got to be a French name. No wonder he's so bad. <laughs> Francophobia. <laughs> this guy, he wants bloggers who write about Governor Ron DeSantis, Attorney, Attorney General Ashley Moody, and other members of the Florida Executive Cabinet or Legislature to register with the state or face fines. What the hell? He's proposed a bill in the Florida State Senate. So if you're a blogger who writes about uh, any any like political candidate mm -hmm. in Florida, but only he's only specifically mentioned the Republicans in Florida. You must register yourself with the state. You have to submit um, statements and uh, any money that you've made off of that blog to the state. And I think I think what? it mentions something about having to like submit transcripts of the blogs to the state. Crazy. It doesn't say anything about explicitly censoring them. Yeah, but th come on. That's like the next step on well, the road here. Yeah, because that system is like, where are my enemies at? Right? No, literally. Like, that's it's all my, that is. The, anyone who, I'm going to keep tabs on every single person who mm -hmm. comments on me, and I'm going to keep tabs on anyone who's financially benefiting from that, and I'm going to 
maybe presumably in the future punish them for that because that's where this leads to that's where something yeah. like this leads to and that is literally kind of cancel culture on just bloggers yeah. what, too what is the point of that system other than i'm gonna know where people that don't like me are at yeah like what and i'm gonna know exactly how much money and, they and make these are the same people that are like oh it's an infringement on my second amendment rights to have me register to get a firearm yeah it's a it's a, an infringement on my second amendment rights to have me do a background check to get a firearm yeah like but i thought you cared about the first amendment isn't that isn't that just fucking insane yeah his whole yeah. justification for it is to say well i don't want like packs coming in i don't want political candidates paying these bloggers to write good fluff pieces like about them and that not be disclosed so then make it illegal to spend your money in that way yeah in the state of florida no literally just uh, just do campaign finance reform yes <laughs> do yeah. campaign spending <laughs> reform like that's that's all you have to do don't make bloggers register with the state if they talk about governor ron DeSantis. that is ridiculous just oh to my talk god about politicians. we'd have to register with the state that's what i was thinking when <laughs> yeah. i was reading i was like fuck what if in the office was in florida we talk about politicians literally all the time every like, episode yeah. we talk about meatball ron <laughs> yeah. no yeah that's that's crazy like how do they not view this this is 1984 like, Big Brother George Orwell. We just dropped an episode called Meatball Rod. Yeah. We were in Florida. We'd have to register that and send that <laughs> in to this guy. We'd get our we'd get the studio raided by the state police. <laughs> oh my god. They'd walk in with the alligators or whatever they got down there. Fuck it. <laughs> they go to the Florida and they drop us in the Everglades. Fend yeah. for yourself. That's the punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping back to this uh this this cancel the Democratic Party bill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a bit of a I, here's the kicker, right? Okay. So this bill, you know, it wants to uh it wants to ban any political party that was previously affiliated with supporting the institution of slavery or protecting the institution of slavery, whatever it may be. But weren't all political parties in America previously in support of slavery? We don't got to talk about that. <laughs> that's you're, you're you're that's not right, Gage. <laughs> No gates. The party switch never happened. <laughs> the Republicans are the party of Lincoln, Look, and that's when history started. This bill is inconsistent, okay? But I think we should let we should let the sponsor <laughs> of this bill talk for themselves, okay? Because they, they they explained what the point of this bill was. All right, sounds good. Are you ready? Yeah. They said, uh, "Here's a quote from um, I think it's uh, which NBC quote from NBC." Ngoglia suggested in a news release that his bill was designed to get back at Democrats and leftist activists who he said had been trying to cancel people and companies for things they had said or done in the past including the removal of statues and memorials and the renaming of buildings. Oh, my God. Whose statues were being removed? I, was it members of the Confederacy? <laughs> was that who Democrats were trying to get statues taken out? Were they trying to rename buildings that were named after, like, Jefferson Davis or whatever the fuck <laughs> the, the president of the Confederacy was? Maybe? <laughs> Come That's on. That's Come crazy. On. Also, this, this person's a he? Oh, uh, I think so. Not gonna lie, I just kind of assumed from the name that it was. I think I, I think I did. I think I did. Deepest My bad. Don't My get canceled. Bad. Yeah, they're canceled. Yeah, all the all these leftist listeners, they're gonna fucking cancel me for accidentally maybe misgendering the conservative senator. Uh, Blaze and Goglia. That's that's all I know. But yeah, they're it's ridiculous. And Goglia's justification for this bill was that Democrats and leftist activists keep trying to remove statues. Who who? Who are the statues dedicated to? <laughs> I wonder if it's slave owners of the past. That it reminds me. I, I saw I saw a clip this week of Bill Maher doing an interview, and he uh -huh. was talking about like liberals. And somebody asked him, "Well, Bill, Bill, what does woke mean to you?" And Bill Maher doesn't obviously start talking about like woke and defining woke and maybe why it's bad. Instead, he starts talking about how well Democrats, liberals, used to be for liberalism, and now they're anti-liberalism because they're woke. And now Democrats are the ones that are tearing down. 
down statues of Abraham Lincoln and trying to re- remove his name off of schools. Yeah, the one where he's like stepping on a black that's person. What I'm, exactly. That's the only Abraham Lincoln statue that's removed is the one where a black person is kneeling at his feet crying. That one's out of pocket. He, Abe's not even looking at him. He's just looking up and away. And in a way, that's like the realist Abe Lincoln statue because like it, it's a well-known historical fact that he was not personally pro-abolition. Yeah, no. He only yeah. did it to keep the country together. Uh-huh. He did not like black people. Yeah. He was not Mark. He was not rocking with you. And a lot of people often don't realize that, yes, the Civil War happened because of slavery, right? The yeah. South didn't want to give up their slaves, so they split off from the Union. But the other half of that is that they wanted to tell the federal government to go shove it when ta- when having to pay tariffs. Mm-hmm. The South didn't want to have to pay tariffs on the goods that they were moving around. Despite uh, and that's one free of the labor. Reason- <laughs> and, and yeah, and they were like, uh, "We should be able to legislate that we don't have to follow the rule of the federal government." And Abe Lincoln was like, uh, "No, otherwise, what's the point of having a federal government?" That's the other half of why the Civil War happened. Yeah. By the way, for those that don't know, now of course, and again, states' rights. Don't forget, we'll sta- we'll sta- a states' right <laughs> yeah, to don't forget uh, a states' uh, right. To, to, we don't have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And again, this is all totally bad faith because Blazing Goglia and n- no person in the GOP cares about slavery, cares about the effects of slavery. They just want an impetus to shut down their uh, the m- only viable opposition to their ideology which is the democratic party and of course with this whole journalist thing and everything else they've done uh they're finding many ways to shut down opposition and potential resistance to their ideology oh yeah it's none of it's in good faith but florida republican party popping off oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) i do though i do really love this idea from republicans that the party switch didn't happen though because it is one of the most well-documented pieces of American political history, but they just have to deny its existence. Otherwise, they're the bad guys, right? They and have to. It's like it's like even with the uh, the the K, like the KKK, yeah. right? Like, yeah. who do they identify with now? Who does the KKK vote for? The the Grand Wizard <laughs> isn't voting Democrat anymore. I can tell you that. Right, right. I, I can I can tell you well, that. And it's super simple to understand that the party switch. Super simple to understand because the politics of the South have remained generally the same. The only thing that's changed is the party that the South supports following shifts in the party's uh, values that they hold and the different people they're appealing to, Uh right? Because after the Great Depression, FDR and other Democrats after him followed suit to start appealing to labor unions and to black voters Uh as a means of winning elections. And obviously, a lot of FDR's policies were like racist they excluded um well they directly targeted asian people uh black people were excluded (laughs) from a lot of new deal legislation both parties were very racist back then obviously but the point was that they were appealing to the needs of these voters which encouraged black voters and people that supported labor unions to start voting for democrats and civil rights were quickly added to the party platform in the Mm -hmm. 1950s for the democrats and as this ideological shift happened republicans started getting clapped so they started appealing to the angry old Democratic voters who were like, what the hell? Why are you supporting like, black people now? Yeah, what, what the <laughs> fuck, guys? You switched up. <laughs> the angry Southern <laughs> voters for the Democratic Party, they were like, yeah, you switched up. Why are you not supporting the, the proud white American anymore? And so Republicans designed strategies like the Southern strategy to start appealing to these voters as a means of recuperating themselves as a uh, as a political party. And obviously this process didn't happen immediately. It was, oh, pushed, no. uh, it was pushed forward by things like Roe v. Wade in the 1970s when pro-life and pro-choice became a major divide in the country uh but now in this nation conservatives are decidedly republican uh yeah. just as in the past conservatives were decidedly democrat 
crazy it's how like, things change I, like I that. I don't understand because we we argue with people on our Instagram comments about this sometimes too. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if there are can some conservatives just think that the party switches with some magical time in the fifties or sixties where Democrats said, "I'm just going to be a Republican now. Call me Republican." Yeah, like and one a Republican day. said, "Oh, actually, we're Democrats now." Like yeah. everyone just switched registrations. Yeah, it's they they can't comprehend systems yeah. and how systems play into these things and demographic change. They it's like they can't comprehend anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, when when a president like FDR starts pushing forward legislation that helps labor unions, which black people were a part of, mm-hmm. and that generally helps uh, people in need of welfare, of which black people are a part of the group in the country that need welfare because they've been robbed historically of their wealth. Uh, yeah, obviously they're going to support him over a guy like Herbert Huber. Uh-huh. Uh, and then suddenly the entire country starts looking blue on electoral maps because FDR was super popular, yeah. not only among uh, black voters and people that supported labor unions, but people in the South that typically voted Democrat. And then over time, as those old Democrats died off and the new generation took uh, took shape, the people that had the same ideology as the old Democrats just started voting Republican because that's the party they've had supporting their beliefs their entire life. Yeah, It's obviously as much a generational shift as much as it's been a political shift, but it is a shift that happened <laughs> that historians do not deny because it was a real thing. Exactly. And it's also just like, was it was it Woodrow Wilson, the screening of Birth of a Nation? One of the most racist people of all exactly. time. Exactly. Democrat. <laughs> yeah. Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act. Uh-huh. As flawed as he was still, yeah. you can't deny the the shift in uh, mm-hmm. in personal politics there. Right, you know? exactly. And even if you want a more just like recent understanding of the party switch, like who's trying to whitewash history today? Who's yeah. banning books on Martin Luther King? Who's attacking CRT today? It's it's not the Democratic <laughs> Party. Who wants to keep up statues of members of the Confederacy? It's the Republican what Party. What party is banning AP African American studies from yeah. the schools in their state? It's 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 the Republicans. Yeah. If we if we trace the ideology of these parties throughout history, obviously they've changed. Mm-hmm. But the the core groups that support various different um, I don't know modes of discrimination, the ideologies are generally the same. The names of the parties have changed though. Yeah. It's just it it's weird to even think that the the parties don't change over time anyway. Like obviously, obviously. Oh, for sure. Like values just change. Yeah. Change just happens. And I guess that's just antithetical to what conservatives believe anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, they do like believing uh the opposite of what empirics tell them. You know True. what I mean? Uh, they but, like tradition until tradition takes them back before the party switch when they would have to act like a Democrat. Yeah. Like this this idea that the party switch didn't happen, not only is it nonsense, but I also think it's kind of malicious. Oh, for sure. Because there's a reason that politicians want to muddy the waters as to who in this nation should be considered a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. And that's to cover for the white supremacy that they want to do. Yeah. If you, if someone is intentionally confusing or, you know, offering vague gestures as to who is a white supremacist in this country, it's probably because they want to cover for their own white supremacy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I mean, I, people that say the party switch didn't happen very clearly are trying to push a narrative. Uh, and they're trying to push the narrative that they're still on the, they're on the good guy side. They're the party of Lincoln. When Lincoln would have been a fucking dem today. Exactly. You know what that, I mean? That's all that they want to do. They want to say, again, they're the party of Lincoln and the party of Reagan. They want to link the two such you think they're good because mm-hmm. in the American school system, you're only ever taught about how Abe Lincoln personally wanted to free the slaves. He did not. No, he didn't. He did not. He freed the slaves. He didn't personally want to do it, though. Yeah, exactly. But you're, you're taught about Abe Lincoln like he's just this some uh, this perfect like hero, the perfect president mm-hmm. who freed the slaves and only did good things. And so of course they would want to identify themselves with Abe Lincoln and with the people who won the Civil War. 
Yeah. And even like on top of that, there there will be people I've seen people that deny that the Southern strategy ever happened. Right. Yeah. The Southern strategy, we've something we've talked about before, generally was the strategy from the American Republican Party to appeal to racism and bigotry in the South. Also as a means of winning elections. Evidence to well, suggest yeah, that the, the Southern strategy happened. There's been several Republican strategists over the course of history, over decades of yeah. history, that have said, like, oh yeah, we don't say the N-word anymore. We say and they would say the N-word, of course. <laughs> we don't say insert N-word anymore. We say forced busing. We say school integration. Yeah. And today that's just like, oh, we say um, immigrants at the border, uh, crime is a nebulous concept yeah, in the inner city. We covered this a couple yeah. months ago. It was the Nixon guy. Yeah. The the advisor for Nixon or something. It was something. for Nixon. It was for Reagan. It was for yeah. just about every Republican that has um, served in office since like the 1960s. Mm -hmm. The Southern strategy is a very real thing and people will deny that it happened because if they acknowledge that it happened and it is it did happen, then they have to acknowledge that Republicans wholly base their platform on hatred and racism. Yeah. And of course, that extends to, you know, homophobia, transphobia, uh, xenophobia, et cetera. All the phobias. Um, all, the all the bad ones. Uh, misogyny. That's a big one. Misogyny. Uh, so, yeah, not great. And I also feel like this hyper focus on parties that they have uh, because they have the same names. You know what I mean? Betrays the sort of like tribalism yeah. that they have. Like me personally, I am not committed to voting for the Democratic Party. Never. I will vote for whoever aligns with my values. And right now that happens to be the Democratic Party. But if it were ever the case that we got party switch too, mm -hmm. uh, and the GOP started <laughs> advocating uh, for civil rights and, you know, economic reforms, economic populism, then I would support them too. Uh, and I'm the I'm, party of Lincoln, baby. Let's yeah, exactly. go. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm switching up, but they're not going to do that. They're still the party of hatred. So I'm not going to vote for them. I just think that people that are so committed to like Democrat or Republican as a name is it's kind of silly. I don't know. Oh, it's it's really silly. And I guess it's like, again, conservatives seem like like conservatives like this just can't understand like change right yeah, like they yeah. can't separate that words and meaning changes over time right. too it, even tangentially related it brings me back to discourse from like about 10 years ago when you would hear everybody's parents say ain't ain't a word or yeah. ain't isn't a word you don't ask me a question exactly you ask me a question. exactly and obviously ignoring just like the the racist undertones yeah, yeah. that that shit happens of course they can't understand that language is going to change over time and trends in language are going to change yeah yeah, ridiculous. No, yeah, they don't really, they don't really get it. Also, I was just from—I don't know why this floated into my head. You remember yeah. when Prager you did a video <laughs> calling John Brown like a radical abolitionist, yes. like a terrorist? <laughs> yeah, that shit was so funny. Like Prager you was another propaganda arm in addition to Fox News of the Republican Party, <laughs> uh -huh. and they're out here saying, "Oh, we're the party of Lincoln," but John Brown was a radical they, abolitionist. They open up the video, radical abolitionist in a negative way. John Brown. Uh -huh. Oh my, John Brown is history's quirked up white boy. Yeah, he was like the guy that was very anti. Oh my God, and yeah. for the right way. he was he, he gave his life to the cause he's, literally he's just like me for real literally and like tex cool technically guy. i think he was uh hung on charges he of was. like sedition or something like oh, yeah. treason yeah but good like mm -hmm. f like he, the sedition he was doing and the treason he was doing was good yeah exactly but you can frame that by saying oh traitor john brown also with this florida bill if it does pass and get signed into law like is is any party that is uh, supported establishing private prisons or even like state penitentiaries are they gonna be banned? Yeah, because they do slavery there. I mean, also, isn't that just in? <laughs> isn't that unconstitutional? Not even because of the First Amendment, but because slavery is still legal within the Constitution. You would think so, right? Because there there are explicit carve outs within the um. Oh God, what's the amendment that outlawed slavery? Thirteenth Amendment. The Thirteenth Amendment yeah. saying that uh, slavery is illegal unless you are imprisoned, except uh, for those punishment in for a crime. Yeah. 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 
So you can still do slavery. You can. Yeah. Completely legal and, and constitutional. All over the country. <laughs> oh, and it's happening, let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't imagine this will pass, or if it does pass, I can see, like, violations of the First Amendment yeah. in this bill. Like, you can't. And the 13th, baby. <laughs> Let, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. The Supreme Court decides to uphold slavery. Yeah. So um, that's my little uh, my story about how Florida Republicans have gone woke. That's can't so trust them anymore. They're infected. Yeah, can't trust They're them. They got it. Infected. The woke mind virus, it's getting everybody. It's bad. Looks like all that keeping up your immune system you did during COVID didn't work out for you. Yeah, huh? yeah, exactly. Huh? Fucking meatball, Ron. That's right. Well, next we have to talk about um, punishing CEOs and corporations for their bad behavior. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Specifically... That's right. Specifically this time, we're talking about Starbucks, baby. Starbies. Ooh. Uh, don't get your coffee. Yeah, yeah it's kind of tasty sometimes. But anyway, following up on a story from last year regarding it's tasty the Starbucks the workers. Union, exactly. <laughs> it's not tasty because of Howard Schultz. Or uh-huh. that, I think that's his Whatever name. Whatever his name is. It's tasty because you're local barista. Mm-hmm. But following up on the story we covered last year talking about uh, the Starbucks union in yep. Buffalo, New York, Ooh, okay. a federal judge has just ruled that Starbucks violated, quote, hundreds of labor laws during the campaign to unionize the Buffalo location. And it's pretty obvious. I'd agree. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm pretty much going to read you read you the punishments. Okay. Uh, per CBS News, as a result, Starbucks now must n- reopen a closed location in New York because the judge found that it was closed amid significant union activity, oh. reinstate seven fired workers, mm-hmm. give financial restitution to 27 additional workers for violations like not granting time off and other shit. Uh, in the investigation, the NLRB judge, Michael Rosas, found that Starbucks threatened employees, spied on employees, <laughs> and selectively enforced strict dress codes and other policies like that. Um, Rosas also ruled that Starbucks must post a 13-page notice at all of its stores listing their labor violations and a list of workers' rights. Okay. And the order also requires Starbucks interim CEO, Howard Schultz, to read or be present at a reading of employees' rights and distribute a recording of the reading Damn. to all Starbucks U.S. employees. That's gas. That's so fucking sick. That is fantastic He literally news. threw the book at this guy, and I'm, I'm here for it. Oh I'm here God. for it, baby. That is so cool. I also, like, the, the personal humiliation of Howard Schultz is is also great, Damn. you know? They didn't get a favorable Starbucks judge in this case. No, no not Starbucks at all. Judge. Holy, just personally humiliate this guy and send it out to all Starbucks employees. That's fantastic We news. need to get this guy to rule on the Amazon case oh on my the God. Bessemer, Alabama union busting. Because holy shit, the punishment that would come to Jeff has got to be crazy. Oh, my God, I know. It's got to be it's crazy. Like I'm, I'm listening as you read off, like, everything that this guy did, fired workers, wouldn't give financial restitution, you know, threatened employees, spied yeah. on them, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I just, Closed again, the whole store. I, yeah, I, I just keep thinking, like, what if it was a government body doing this to people? Republicans would lose their fucking mind. Absolutely. If it was, like, a, a Democratic administration, like, doing this thing to their workers or just doing this to, like, people in general, that's crazy. And we're just fine with it when it happens in the private sector. Well, I guess we're fine with it when a, when a private company does mm-hmm. it. Uh, because that's seen as like, oh, well, you chose to work there. You know, you're you're there. Yeah. So you just get that. That's just what happens. Yeah, and to it's you. also like when I first read it, I was like, damn, that punishment. That sounds like kind of crazy. But it's like not. If again, if a public official were to do oh, something, oh, it's not like nearly this, far enough. They would be dragged through the mud as mm-hmm. well. I think CEOs should be dragged through the fucking mud when they decide to decide to do union busting yeah, and jail. violate quote literally violate hundreds of existing labor laws. Uh-huh. Like, like that's nuts. And then you're playing with people's livelihood here yeah. when you fire them, when you close stores, when you deny time off and 
like, like you're fucking with people like that. Yeah. And he gets on, and they they boast about how we're we're such a family here at Starbucks. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was. We covered it again, but Howard Schultz. I'm sure he said something stupid. You can find the episode and figure out what he said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, that's so funny that he has to make a video and send it to everyone. No, yeah, I'm so glad. That's awesome. Might have to go apply to Starbucks just to get the video. You know what I'm saying? That's absolutely just to guess. take pictures of the 13 pages of labor law violations that they did. Oh, I'm I'm sure it'll be posted. Like on social media somewhere, it's I'm sure it'll to. go viral because I mean, yeah, this is this is huge, and I don't know. Obviously, uh, we've only been alive for so long. <laughs> Pretty young people on the mics, over yeah. Here. Um, but to me, this is significant. Like, I don't, you don't That's see stuff I like thought. this happen very yeah. often. Usually, it's like okay, you have to you have to reinstate fired workers, and you that's have to it. Financially usually. rest, do financial restitution, back pay, yeah, back pay exactly, and we're gonna fine you. Like yeah, well, because I think well, I think labor law in this country has been gutted, either gutted or just not utilized at all, yeah, not enforced. Um, and it's gotten to the point where a lot of the time, if you get fired unjustly for say for doing union activity, you either just stay fired and move on as a yeah. worker because sometimes that's easier, or if you want to go through the whole you know year long, two year long process, you get reinstated, back pay, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, the court doesn't think you deserve any other damages because it's exactly. like, oh, well, you would have been working, so you get, you know, whatever your wages would have been for the last year. Whatever and your that's shitty all. wages were that you could barely live yeah. off anyway, we'll, <laughs> and then we'll give you those. They just plop you back into the same situation that forced you or pushed you towards unionization anyway, and you still don't exactly. have a union. Because that's what I was thinking of. Because yeah. usually when these things happen, why would you want to go back? Yeah. Like, they were forced to bring you back. They're going to find a way to push you back out. Mm-hmm. They don't want you there. Yeah, or they'll you just, know? they'll just like, ostracize you. They'll make you a pariah. They'll exactly. tell other employees to not fuck with you. Exactly. Like, they may not push back against you again since you have, like, legal history of, mm-hmm. uh, of like, fighting for yourself. And the, the judge may side with you again if they're like, oh, they're just fucking with the same dude again. Yeah. They're clearly discriminating again. Uh, but, yeah, they're not going to, like, it's not going to be good for you uh-huh. to go back. But I admire people that do go back and just continue to fight. Facts, because that's, that's cool. Sick. That's cool. that, that's sick and that's base. Yeah. But it's also like again, like this seems like it goes far, but it does not go far enough because no. what about the managers that were culpable in spying on their own employees? Yeah. W- what about that? What about the mid-level Starbucks people that were also culpable in all of this? That mm-hmm. facilitated all this? What about the managers that care way too much about their jobs again? Yeah, just or, doing crazy or shit. What about Howard Schwartz just generally being anti-union? Yeah, and just continuously crushing every union that pops up because, like, yeah, this is great for the uh, the Buffalo location in New York, uh-huh. and obviously we're going to celebrate other that New York location that has yeah. to reopen now. Yeah, like that's that's sick. But what about the thousands potentially of Amer- uh, of uh, not Amazon <laughs> Starbucks's across the country <laughs> union busting, union that busting. Are, that, it's easy yeah, to that, that do the same thing or just generally have anti-union behavior. Yeah, and maybe not even through Howard Schultz, but just through like. Like, again, their managerial level, the people that are one step above the uh-huh. employees there. Like, the union busting is a, is a big problem. Unions are not as strong as they used to be in this country. A lot of managers are just power tripping. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know what you do against those people. I don't but. know, but I'm, I'm glad this guy's going to be embarrassed. Uh, I think we should embarrass this guy a little more. Oh, yeah. Uh, hot take, I'm pro-embarrassing bad people, mm-hmm. uh, anti-embarrassing good people. That's... Uh, Hey, that's really not controversial. I mean, like CEOs, people that make billions off of corporations like Starbucks, uh, they got more power than Kings had. Exactly. Uh, I think you should be subjected to just every every, every of ounce of embarrassment and scrutiny that we can uh-huh. muster. 
Um, you, on, bring back the uh, God. What's the law? Uh, Glass Steagall is that what it was? I don't know. The the one that breaks up companies, trust busting, all that antitrust laws. Those are gas. Uh, bring facts. those back. I don't know if Starbucks qualifies as a monopoly at this point, but uh, hit them with something. And it's also it's like this is barely personally embarrassing for Howard. It's yeah. not like he has to get up there and read off all the labor violations yeah. he did. He just has to be present at a reading of workers' rights that's distributed, and then they're posting a thirteen page thing. It's more embarrassing for the company as an entity. Yeah. Uh, but in, in a better world, well, because it's a person, exactly, a person. exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Citizens United. Yeah. But in a better world where Citizens United didn't happen, corporations aren't people and shouldn't be treated as such. You know, exactly. You can throw the book at them. Uh, I think you should find Starbucks a billion dollars, bankrupt them. To <laughs> just be honest, fucking go crazy. Throw uh, the book at them. Yeah, just drain drain Howard Schwartz's uh, his personal bank account, bank account and yeah. send all the money over to the, every single worker. Oh, uh, that'd be so cool. Just distribute all of Howard Schultz's uh-huh. money to all of the workers. Yeah, the ones on the floor, <laughs> not the manager class. Exactly. They're on the wrong side of the picket line. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Fire them. Uh, reinstate the workers as the new managers. Uh, force them to be a co-op, to be honest. Just force every corporation <laughs> to become a co-op. That'd be pretty gas. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, what can we say? Overnight. No problems with say? that. But that's Starbucks and their, uh, their sick little punishment. Mm, so cool. that's cool. Now, we got um, two news stories to end out the episode. Very short, very brief. We'll just go over them quickly since they haven't fully developed, but I thought they were worth including in this episode. Yeah. Uh, the first one is that the Supreme Court began hearing arguments on Joe Biden's student debt relief plan, Ooh. and a decision is expected to come in the summer. Uh, there's no major update on this since it was just hearings and just yeah. uh, Supreme Court justices asking questions, uh, but generally... As you can predict, the conservatives seem very skeptical of this, and they're probably going to vote it down uh, 6-3 or 5-4. It's it's more a teaser for what's to come in like two, three months. Yeah, yeah. uh, I don't think it's going to be great. And the current Republican line of attack, which isn't new, is that this is a bailout for the wealthy. That's what they call Joe Biden's student debt relief plan. Come on. Um, And uh, and I'm not just making this up, and I'm not just like saying they're saying this, but because chair of the RNC, Ronna McDaniel, Republican National Committee, she said that, quote, while hardworking families struggle with soaring costs, Biden is giving a handout to the rich and voters see right through this desperate vote grab. And again, she's talking about student debt relief. I'm not the rich. I'm not the rich. I can tell you that. Absolutely not. Okay. You can maybe, I I don't even know how, how you can make the argument that student debt relief is for the rich. Like statistically it's not. Like no, no what is it like ninety percent of Joe Biden's proposed plan goes to people making less than seventy five thousand dollars uh-huh. a year? It's means tested. So if you make more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars as a household a year, you can't get any student. You're debt not relief. getting it. It's impossible for this to go to the wealthy and the people who got Pell grants to go to school get double. Yes, because you're not rich if you got and Pell grants to go to school. Yeah, you're struggling if you got Pell grants. And even if you do come out of school more well off, like with with a great job, right? Mm-hmm. If you had to pay your way through all of school because you come from a lower income background and you you went up a class when you got a job you are still held back and bogged down by uh-huh. that debt yeah and you can't spend as much as you would the economy suffers exactly our economy functions off of consumerism so student debt relief is only ever a good thing <laughs> i just i can't believe like this is this is relief for the wealthy are you fucking serious That's, they were not saying this when we bailed out wall street yeah i can tell no, you that exactly. they were not saying this when trump did trump's tax cuts or the ppp loan forgiveness exactly nobody complained about that but the moment Joe Biden tries to do one good thing for a group that never gets any real attention, suddenly he's uh, bailing out the wealthy. We should have got a PPP loan. 
Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, should have got it. We should have just tried. That would have been gas. <laughs> One other story I have here before we leave today is that DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, Meatball Ron, took a page out of Hitler's book oh. uh, because there's a bill being introduced in the Florida legislature again, Florida, we're back on uh-huh. Florida, uh, to ban gender studies at the collegiate level. Just outright ban it in Florida. Uh, and DeSantis seems to be in support. And the reason I call this uh, a page out of Hitler's book is because attacking gender studies and gender literature, of course, is a hallmark Nazi I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if he literally wrote that in Mein Kampf. Yeah. Like, Like if this was literally a page from Hitler's book, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Yeah. And again, like, similar similar to what you brought up earlier... I don't understand how this isn't big government overreach, yeah. especially because to take a gender studies course in college, that's an elective. You got to choose to do that. Uh-huh. Or you got to choose to major in women and gender studies. It's crazy to think that the state would just outright ban like a, a section of knowledge that you could pursue. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's a fun thing Ron DeSantis is doing, just dictating what teachers can teach, what just professors can be- teach. Why? Because it's indoctrinating yeah. the youth. Yeah, just like CRT, right? It's uh, Marxism, scary. Like, that's crazy because, again, where does this end? Yeah. Like, where does it end? It ends at anything that the state doesn't agree with. Mm-hmm. F- nuts. Yeah. Like, this. George Orwin, 1994, yeah. no, baby. No, it's, it's literally George Orwin, 2001. Like it's <laughs> it's exactly like, because how this is literally the uh, ministry of truth deciding what is like, what, what people get to know about, what knowledge people yeah. can pursue. It's gender studies. Like so few people actually go through a gender studies, gender studies major in college anyway. I bet even fewer in Florida. Mm-hmm. And to just attack that those departments and however many public colleges they have, public universities, like what, what's the point? Other than suppressing no, information I, you think shouldn't get out. There is no point. It's just culture war posturing. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this should be a violation of like some First Amendment thing I think yet so again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I don't know the legality behind it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a lawyer. This yeah. isn't legal advice. Yeah, I don't understand. But I, it, that just feels like so extra wrong. Like this is, we've gone beyond just banning books and now we're banning general topics <laughs> of knowledge. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I know we laugh about it, but it is extremely worrying. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not great. Ron DeSantis out here just doing Nazi shit. Fuck, dude. Next, are they going to ban any like uh, like chemistry class or biology class talking about the COVID vaccine? You absolutely cannot talk about mRNA I mean, vaccines anymore. I wouldn't be surprised you if you cannot that talk happens. about black people anymore. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if, you know, biology classes eventually can't talk about like fucking evolution or whatever. Yeah. Like eventually they're no, just enforcing yeah, their own ideology. Th- that is where things could go, uh-huh. right? Because gender studies, the, the accusation is already baseless, but I can understand this from like a uh, culture war framework mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why this would be advantageous for them to do but then if the the gop were to seize more power and the u.s were to become more of a theocracy yeah then there really is no stopping them from just banning discussions on evolution right right because the idea is that you know diversity programs in colleges discriminate against white people yeah gender studies discriminates against men or you know tells women they can be when and men they can be women or fucking whatever the accusation is at what point is it and, not uh, evolution discriminates against christians Come right. on no, no, exactly yeah, like, easy. at what point at what point is it not just <laughs> evolution is discriminates against christians and creationists yeah like at that point at some point it's, it's going to be that i don't see how it doesn't get to that point you know what i mean holy shit evolution is just biology a theory. curriculums are just going to come around to you 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 are God's image. Germ theory, just a theory. You don't actually have you to You can't watch your fucking hands. look at them. Come on. I, what the fuck? I can't see anything. God would have made it so I could see him. That's all I'm going to say.
Anyway, I think this brings us to the end of the episode. It does. And I promised you all at the outset that I had <laughs> one more special guest. <laughs> and this guest actually... Oh, uh, my God. Who's calling? Bring, bring, bring. <laughs> this guest actually volunteered to read the patron list off today. I oh, thought that would let's, be a, let's go. Okay. a really special gesture. So let me just queue up this, this voice memo that I got, and uh, we'll end out the episode with that. Quick voice memo. Hey, fellas. It's your friend from Scranton, Joey R. Biden. I'm here to thank you all for listening to this episode (laughs) and to remind everyone to go into the description and become a patron. Now, look, folks, if we want to win back the soul of this nation, we have to get Jeremy and Gage out of this (laughs) godforsaken basement. You know, basements. uh, Back when I was a kid, little Terry from next door used to go to my basement with me and we would um, uh, feet grabber, uh, uh, mind control. And uh, well, uh, folks, uh, well, you know what I mean. Anyway. Time to read the patron list. Special thanks to uh, Crycut Scrapbook Layouts, Whoa. Nikki Nine Lives, Caden Krauth, Lord T, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Thalia Katz, 40%, Spite, Andrew Harris, uh, uh, Mike Saplinski, Matias, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFed, Mark Yeager, Sarah McRoberts, Dylan B, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Jim Bobs, Carl D, Rich Toro, Tari, Gavin Meyer, Maldando, Hunter W for Galaki, Max Vasquez. Holy hell, this list is long. Longer than my leg hairs. Uh-uh. The little kid used to pull on when I am uh, let's keep going Jacob Rogers Colton Mooberry, Fixer Punk Jim Egbers Jeff Muzzy Ted Cruz's Boy Toy Bagel Burrito Cincy Alex Bread Joe Stenstrom Austin Reed Adrian Sandoval Chloe Sam 601 Colleen Cutts Timothy Espinosa Gregory My Name Viryuk Jennifer DeVoe Big Bird Titty Eliza Crawfish and Beneth Bennington III, Alexia Benanti, Niche, Big Booty Beatdown. Senate Republicans could use one of those. A big booty beatdown, I mean. I really wish I could sock those fuckers sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, let me get back to it. Moises Tejeda, Sam Maloney, Two-Headed Boy, Jeremy Cadret, Ben Shapiro's boyfriend, Jonathan Cassis, Luke O'Shea, Danielle Jackson, The Word of Microsoft, Jennifer Sines, Aaron and his Gundam Gundams, and Jeremy's mom. Thank you all so much for supporting these real good white guys on Patreon. That list is long. You fellas are going to need a new tier reward as you grow. This is kind of unsustainable. So right. I know Trump was on earlier, and I don't care. He's a bitch, and he lost in 2020 fair and square. Anyways, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> and if you all listening, place. don't go become a patron. I am sending the uh, um, uh, 87,000 IRS troops after you. That's a promise, Jack. Okay, sorry. Jill says, it's time for me to go into my incubation pod. Bye, guys. <laughs> Special thanks to President Joe Biden. So much, Mr. President. Special thanks to to Joe Biden and Donald Trump for coming on this episode and sharing a message with our viewers. You you heard them both. Got to go become a patron. You got to now. If that doesn't convince you, I don't know what does. You got to become a patron so we can boost our credibility and get other former presidents on the show. Exactly. Maybe Maybe, one day. Maybe Obama. Maybe a Bill Clinton, the man who's inspired it all. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But that's only going to be possible if you all listen to the, the president and the former president, the real president that we had on today's show. And go become a patron. Because we're... Hit it to the moon. You know what I'm saying? Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everyone.